0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to This Week on Point North. I'm Alistair Stevens, and this feels really strange because usually we do This Week on Point North in the morning. We do it at 11 a.m. here in Central Time. But now it is 9 p.m. Central Time because, well, because I've had a day, let me tell you. If you guys have been paying attention today, you will have noticed that, in fact, the Point North Media website is down. That is because I have finally got around to reconstructing Well, the whole thing, the all of it, the everything of it. It's been pretty intense. It's been a tech day. So if I'm looking a little more uh, washed out and red-eyed than usual, it's because I've been staring at my monitor all day, coding hard on the new website. I'm going to give you a sneak peek of that new website in just a moment. It's not quite ready for primetime. I was hoping to have it live again by this evening, but it'll go up first thing tomorrow morning instead, I guess. A couple more bugs to be squished, a couple more things to be put in place. But the good news is that this revision to the website will give me a little more flexibility and a little more functionality going forward. The previous Point North website was built on an architecture that I've basically been using for the last five years. I mean, at its deepest level, it's built on WordPress, which is the go-to content management system for the entire internet, basically. Unless you are wealthy enough to have your own custom CMS, then WordPress is the way to go. Or I suppose you've been listening to podcasts and you've decided that Squarespace is the way to go. That would also work. But uh, I have been... um, I've been struggling with some of the constraints of this older system, of this older, uh, this older, gosh, the whole categorization system, the whole taxonomy system behind the scenes, the whole way that it handles individual podcast posts, and so on and so forth. So, suffice it to say that all of that has been revised. We've got some fancy new art going up on the site, too, just in time for a really exciting week here at Point North. We begin tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern at 2 p.m. Central with Dear Mr. Potter 45, which I have actually, and charitably entitled Potter stinks after the badges that the Hufflepuff kids have taken to wear after Harry is, uh, after Harry is uh, nominated, I suppose, appointed as a champion for the Triwizard Tournament. So that is going to be really interesting. That is going to be. Let me click my little link here so that I can give you the exact uh, reference. That is going to be chapters 18 and 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire tomorrow afternoon on Wednesday evening. Though Dear Mr. Potter and and Beck again are in their afternoon slots this week. The Wednesday evening slot will go out at no- as normal at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, and we're going to do the long-awaited, gosh, possibly longest-awaited one-shot. We're going to talk about The Princess Bride book. I cannot wait to talk about this book. It is one of my favorite novels, and it is also uh, entirely apart from being an utterly compelling and witty and whimsical deconstruction of fairy tales. It is also one of the most brilliant pieces of of academic deconstruction that I think I've ever read. It is so playful. It is so smart. It is so rewarding. We are going to talk about it for an hour, maybe an hour and a bit on Wednesday night. And then next week, we'll be talking about the movie. So don't worry. Stay tuned for that. We can talk about both of these texts separately because while they are nominally at least adaptations of the same core story, they could not be more different in some ways, and yet in other ways could not be more mutually resonant, could not be more full-fledged as pieces of adaptation. The Princess Bride, by the way, very quietly, one of my favorite adaptations ever. It's astonishing. It's a knockout. I can't wait to talk about it. So the book, this week, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, on Wednesday evening. There and Back Again will take place on Thursday afternoon, and we're going to wrap up The Two Towers. We're going to discuss the choices of Master Samwise in episode 53 of There and Back Again. That's chapter 10 of book four of The Two Towers. And it's rich and brilliant and heartbreaking and absolutely sets the stage for what we get in The Return of the King. It's a beautiful chapter in its own right, but also the most powerful turning point in the entire book, I would argue. It's utterly compelling. So we're going to do that on Thursday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central Time. And then on Friday, back in the evening, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, we're going to have our Point North Book Club. That's for patrons of Point North Media, where I'm going to finally play catch up with some of the movies that I've been promising to discuss for a while. We're going to talk about the adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express, the most recent Kenneth Branagh, Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, Judy Dench, star-studded adaptation, the skies were dark for all the stars were in this movie adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express, which is fine. It's interesting. It is interesting. But ultimately not completely successful. And I'm looking forward to delving into that. But we're also going to discuss the, I guess, as of this recording, still upcoming adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time, which I'm going to go and see on Friday morning. And I'll be talking about that too, to cap our uh, Wrinkle in Time book club series. So that's a full week here at Point North Media. All of that and a new website too. Speaking of which, well, let's take a look at the chat before I get to the before I get to the uh, thing. Oh, Becca's asking, has anybody else started Good Omens for the first time? Becca and I chatted just a little bit about Good Omens uh, last night, I think. It is is—it is such a brilliant book. I've been talking about Good Omens on the internet for a good long while now. I think there was an old episode of Story Monk Sunday, which I recorded maybe... Four years ago, maybe five years ago, where I talk about Good Omens and how utterly, utterly delightful it is. It's also a really interesting entry point for Becca in particular, I think, to the works of Terry Pratchett, because while it is a a co production, while it is co authored by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, the dear departed Terry Pratchett, I should say, while it is theoretically crafted by both of them, and certainly Neil Gaiman's fingerprints are detectable in the prose and certainly in the story structure of Good Omens. It is like a solid 75 to 80% Terry Pratchett book, and that's a wonderful thing because I am utterly enchanted and beguiled by Terry Pratchett's prose constantly. It is completely delightful, draws upon some really interesting um, boarding school adventure resonances, which will be familiar to those of you who have been reading Harry Potter, those of you who have been following along with the Dear Mr. Potter series. It also speaks to apocalyptic fiction, not even necessarily just apocalypse myths, but apocalyptic fiction through the 20th century and the kinds of of subcreative and fictional discourse with which we've been engaged, you know, over the course of the last, I guess, it may, maybe even extending back to 150 years. I mean, there are some Victorian roots, you know, there are roots for this kind of apocalyptic discourse in Victorian spiritualism, which I find completely fascinating. And it's no coincidence that Good Omens manages to evoke, strives to evoke that notion of, England as a green and pleasant land, right? There are passages and concepts contained at the heart of Good Omens which would be both familiar to and resonant with J. R. R. Tolkien. Like, There are things there that are evocative of the, the perfect, idyllic, crucially preserved garden of England, um, though the rest of the book is nothing like as charitable. The rest of the book is nothing like as sun-dappled and idyllic. So I'm really looking forward to talking about that in due course, but I'm really thrilled that so many of you are uh, are, are moving through this book. It's pretty great. Yes. Um, Let me see here. Oh, I totally agree. And Angela is saying, I totally agree with the creator of Supernatural. He totally ripped off American Gods and Good Omens. (laughs) Yeah, um, this is the thing that I find most interesting about Supernatural as a show. I've only seen two seasons of Supernatural, the first two seasons of Supernatural, and dipped in and out of latter seasons. I've seen maybe four, five episodes in later seasons. It is one of these shows that I definitely want to return to because it does something that I am utterly fascinated with, which is the exploration and evocation of those quintessentially American myths. Now, American Gods does that through a foreign lens, not just a foreign lens because it was written by Neil Gaiman, a, a newcomer to these lands and a person who was experiencing America in its breadth and width and depth for the first time as he was writing that novel, but also because these gods, generally speaking, in the, in the broadest, uh, the broadest sweeping definition, are not inherently American, there are a couple of exceptions to that, but but most of the gods and American gods are newcomers to this land, you know, they are, are strangers here as the people who worship them were once strangers here, and that commentary on, on immigrant politics, on immigrant culture and, and society, and certainly on immigrant myth-making, both the, the formation of new myths and the preservation of the old, I find that utterly fascinating and beguiling, but what supernatural does is plumb the depths of natively American myths, if I can differentiate very carefully between Native American myth and those myths which sprang up from the you know uh, colonial communities and societies that came to this continent um, centuries past. It's it's a really fascinating exploration. There is also a video game, if you guys are in intru- if you guys are into Supernatural, I would recommend the uh the video game Kentucky Route Zero which is a kind of point and click adventure game it's a very low stakes exploration kind of game it is very magically realist it is very arch and and um stylistically provocative, but also thematically provocative, but it's absolutely beautiful and does what Supernatural does best, which is get to the heart of the myths that define modern America. And I find that, obviously, as a newcomer to these lands myself, still a newcomer after all these years, as a newcomer to these lands, I find that utterly, utterly fascinating. But, yeah, there's a lot of shared DNA there, let me tell you. yeah. Um, and Nikki's saying, yeah, I like some episodes of Supernatural, but overall I don't care for it. The angel-demon characterizations are a bit hard for me. I do... Hmm. Th- <sighs> that's probably too big a topic for this week on Point North, but I am fascinated by the way in which supernatural specifically intersects with Christian theology, because it it does so in a really interesting way. It does so in a way that is far more interrogative, albeit very quietly interrogative, than you might expect. I like the way in which the depiction of angels and demons, the, the depiction of the, the cosmological framework surrounding you know, the Earth and the existence of our, our, our brother demon hunters in Supernatural, um, I like very much the way that that is still quintessentially American, right? You can't transplant that particular sense of the cosmology of the universe, that, that particular theological sense to any other country on Earth. It just wouldn't work as well. And in that sense... I think you can, in a really interesting way, draw a lineage to Supernatural, not just from Buffy and Charmed and other Supernatural shows, but back to shows like The X-Files, back to shows even... I, I dare say that you could draw a connection back to shows like Gunsmoke, back to certainly back to the uh the itinerant hero shows of the 1970s, right? If you're looking at the the fall guy or you're looking at even the, the incredible Hulk, certainly, right? And the Littlest Hobo and shows like that. There was something quintessentially American, quintessentially itinerant about uh about Supernatural, which I find also completely fascinating. It's a really interesting show, is the thing. And one day I will make the time to watch it. I may have to start a podcast before I do, but one fine day I will make the time to watch the I don't know, 13 seasons of Supernatural now, like a million seasons. There are a million episodes. Basically, that is your forever show. You never need to find another show that you like if you like Supernatural. It's that and Grey's Anatomy, basically, right? If, if you like either or both of those shows, then Netflix is just going to provide for you for a, a, on a basically indefinite basis. Yeah. Good. Okay. So all of that, is to say, Becca's saying, I actually care about a video game now. You know what? Kentucky Route Zero is one of those games that uh, that I've been thinking about playing on a stream for the longest time because those kinds of point-and-click adventures are so narratively biased that I think playing through it is not unlike watching a movie, right? It, it's It's a fairly... Linear and absorbing process. You don't generally have to overcome particular, you know, challenge markers or or skill markers in order to complete that game. You just have to enter into it and engage with it on its own terms. So that would be a really interesting way of exploring it. And some fine day when I have time and the website is stable, I'll be able to do exactly that. Let me show you. Speaking of the website, he said, master of segues that he is. Let me show you. The New Point North website. Now, this is completely unfinished, just to kind of preface this. I'm just going to screen share this with you because it's still in maintenance mode over there on the website. But uh, this is also going to be your first glimpse, I guess, of the New Point North logo. I, I showed an earlier version of this logo. Gosh, was that last week on the This Week on Point North, or maybe even the week before? I forget. I was kind of working on this for a while and then had to set it aside. But now it is, I think, done. Here it is. You excited? You, you guys pretty excited? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is what it looks like right now. Let me set my focus here. So you can see this is the new Point North logo. We're gonna have uh, right here on the front page four little buttons up there at the top, the blog, the podcast, the classes, and the forum. Everything's gonna be readily accessible from there. And then you'll see we've got uh, four pieces of album art here for each of the new podcasts. One of the challenges with the old website was that there really wasn't a good way of onboarding people to the podcast. If you came along to Point North Media as, as someone who was searching for podcasts, you would find the latest episode of each podcast right there on the front page. And I wanted to kind of just make this a little more accessible, just make this more of a landing page. So now, if you mouse over each of these pieces of album art, you will see a brief description of the podcast. There's always time for second breakfast in this exploration of Tolkien's Middle-earth, from Bag End to Baradour and beyond, and then a Find Out More button that you will click that will take you to the There and Back Again page, which will also be much easier to share. So you can see There and Back Again, and Dear Mr. Potter, and Story and Star Wars, and the one-shots just in time for the uh, new Princess Bride one-shot, which I imagine is going to be fairly popular. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the response to that. Uh, underneath that, you'll also see there's there's a newsletter link that will be there. There's going to be all the sharing links and all of that stuff. And then further down, there'll be the links to the blog posts. there will be just as there used to be on the old website. There'll be uh, two or three links there to the most recent uh, this week on Point North, scheduling, updates, all of that good, good stuff. That's kind of what the website is looking like right now. I don't think that I can show you anything else, because I don't think that anything else is finished but and this certainly isn't finished either but it's coming along you guys as i say it's going to be uh it's going to be ready tomorrow morning and uh, will be available before we sit down to record dear mr potter tomorrow none of the podcasts are going to change none of the uh none of the feeds or anything are are going to change you are subscribed now you'll remain subscribed none of that back end stuff is actually I've had to do some imaginative two-stepping just to, to find workarounds for some of that stuff because some of the podcasts were built on some pretty old technology, let me tell you. But uh, none of that stuff will have to change. So you won't need to resubscribe or refresh your subscription or anything like that. It should all just work out. Great, good. Uh, Nikki's asking, do I do my own artwork? I do, actually. Um, I rather I, I don't have a great gift for graphic design, I think, but I do really enjoy it. So graphic design is one of those things. I I think this is important. I think it is important for people, particularly people who are engaged in creative industries professionally or quasi-professionally, I think it is important always to preserve things that you can do for the love of it, that you can preserve certain areas of, of creative expression or of artistic endeavor which are not necessarily intended to be fantastic. For example, I play guitar and I sing and I'm not terribly good at either of those things, but I do really enjoy it. So that's one of the things that I do just to kind of, uh, to speak to my own internal artistic desires. And yes, graphic design kind of falls into the same category there, though, of course, these, uh, These pieces of album art have been designed over the course of many years. So I was looking to do something a little more cohesive, but I just love them. I just, I I, I like the album art for There and Back Again very much. The Dear Mr. Potter album art has changed a couple times, um, but The There and Back Again kind of came full form to me. So that's gonna stick there for for pretty much the rest of that series. Let me see. all right, that I think is going to do it. You guys, it is, yeah, we're 15 minutes in. Let me see, do we have any questions? Do we have, oh, thank you, Nikki. Nikki's saying I'm quite artsy. Thank you very much, Nikki. I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, so this is going to be the new uh, the new layout and there'll be a new little header over at the, the forum and some, you know, minor, minor art updates over on the forum and things like that. But none of that functionality is going to change. And hopefully once this is all in place, I'll be able to uh, be a little more active over there and uh, and join the community once more. That's, that's the other thing that I really wanted to kind of open up. In the new uh, architecture for the website is the uh, is the possibility of integrating the community more closely into into the website itself. But we'll look at how all of that works as we move on. Yeah, DMP has changed several times, says Becca. Yeah, it has. Uh, I changed DMP. We had, I, I made album art for the first season, then took a year off, revised the album art completely for the second season, took a year off, revised the album art completely for the third season, and then revised it again halfway through the third season. So, and, and now, of course, we have no more seasons of DMP. Now it is just a regular show, and I'm going to keep going till I'm done to the last page of the Deathly Hallows. In fact, to the last frame of the Deathly Hallows part two. I'm just going to keep going with DMP. So I'm very excited about that, too. Guys, that is going to do it for this late evening uh, version of this week on Point North. Let me run through our schedule for this week again. We begin tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, with Dear Mr. Potter 45, Potter Stinks, in which we discuss chapters 18 and 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That is... The Weighing of the Wands, and then the chapter after The Weighing of the Wands. Forgive me, I have not written down the title of the chapters, and I have an inability to recall those title, uh, those chapter titles. So I'm sorry about that. But tomorrow afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, chapters 18 and 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central on Wednesday evening for our one-shot studying the novel of The Princess Bride. Next week, next Wednesday evening, we're going to do the movie of Princess Bride. And yes, because I've already had inquiries about it, it is very possible that we'll do some kind of live tweet, hangout, live commentary, something, something, maybe before, maybe after that one-shot. We'll see how my schedule works out, but I will do my best. I, I love and adore that movie and we'll gladly take the opportunity to talk all over it with all of you. Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, There and Back Again 53, The Choices of Master Samwise, chapter 10 of book four of The Two Towers, wrapping up our discussion of The Two Towers. Then next week we're going to have a special... I'm, I'm marketing this as a Two Towers-oriented Q&A, but I know the There and Back Again audience, so it's going to be more of a general Lord of the Rings q and I'm sure. But we're going to try and focus our attention on The Two Towers and look at Such topics as what are the two towers? Like what do we actually make of this deliberately ambiguous title for the middle book in the Lord of the Rings novel? Then on Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern 9 p.m. Central, we're going to have the Point North Media patron-exclusive book club movie extravaganza special where I talk about murder on the Orient Express and the brand new movie adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time. It's going to be a really fun week, you guys. And I'm looking forward to spending it in your fine company. I will talk to you all again very soon. (laughs) Jenna's saying someone's going to drag up some shit from the book of Lost Tales. Guaranteed. Agreed. It is definitely going to happen. I'm going to do my best to cull and curate the questions as best I can and, and keep our focus on the two towers, because we're going to have plenty of time to talk about the Lost Tales when we talk about the Lost Tales, which is now also apparently inevitably going to take place as part of There and Back Again. That'll do it, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you so much for your patience. And I hope you like the new website as much as I do. I will talk to most of you, if not all of you, tomorrow for Dear Mr. Potter, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central for Potter Stinks. And we're going to find out how the folks of Hogwarts respond to Harry's appointment as a champion in the Triwizard Tournament. I will talk to you all then. Oh, I've got a question. A question just came in. Shane asking, is there a way to find the calendar on the website? It showed me an error page recently, but that might be me. Uh, It may have shown you an error page today um, because the website has been down. Um, Yes, usually you'll be able to click... uh, Previously, you were able to click the podcast button and the calendar would be embedded at the bottom. That is going to change. It's gonna be a little more uh, a little more deftly managed and a little more imaginative. But yes, you'll be able to go to pointearthmedia.com and click the podcast button and find either an embedded copy of the calendar or a link to the calendar. Or I can, Shane, since you're in the chat, I believe that I can share this with you directly right now. Let me see. Oh, they just changed the calendaring interface. That's nice of them. How lovely, okay, there we go. Let me paste this here and set that up. Oh, uh, Melissa's asking any word on The Last Jedi podcast. Yes, uh, The Last Jedi podcast is basically written. Um, I did revise a couple of, well, okay. I don't need to get into why I revised various points of The uh, The Last Jedi. Uh, Suffice it to say that yes, it is mostly written. I needed to update the website before I could add new episodes of story in Star Wars, which is one of the reasons that it's been shuffled down the queue a little bit, but yes. uh, possibly the end of this week. If not this week, then definitely next. And I know that I've been saying that for the longest time. Believe me, I have a backlog of of Star Wars things to talk about now, and uh, I'm very eager to get to them. So yes, very, very soon. It'll be worth the wait, I promise you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I will talk to you all again soon. Until then, take care. Good night, all.